Smarties, today we discuss why some learners haven't started thriving yet and how we should be thinking about these learners, their motivations, and their challenges. We also dig into some ideas of what to do about it. If you have a learner or are a learner in your life that isn't thriving yet, we would love to invite you to schedule a phone call. My practice is CAP Educational Therapy Group located in Beverly Hills, California, and virtually everywhere. And you can sign up for a phone call on my website at www.capedtherapy.com. That's cap with a K. Or you can sign up with Steph's practice, which is my ed therapist. Her website is www.myedtherapist.com. And her practice is located in Redondo Beach, California, Manhattan Beach, California, and virtually everywhere. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer you have to learn smarter the educational therapy podcast hi smarties welcome to episode 296 of learn smarter the educational therapy podcast i'm stephanie pitts and i'm rachel cap and today i want to use the phrase if they could they would mm-hmm. that was our temporary title for this episode yes but i want to make sure that that is clear Because I say this all the time. And when I say it, and I'm talking to parents, it really resonates with them. If they could, they would. And just because they aren't doesn't mean they won't. I think that's what makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So what do we mean by that stuff? So a lot of times we hear parents and, you know, you might be feeling this about your learner that you're trying to figure out motivation and are they really lazy or What's actually going on? This is literally the same statement I hear all the time. Number one, we've said this before, but lazy is definitely a trigger word for us because we inherently believe, as we said, if they could, they would. We don't ever believe that a child is lazy. It's just not true about who kids are. They want to please. They want to do well. So when we're saying that a learner is presenting lazy, that's when we get curious, right? We have to. And the thing also is very often we hear, are they lazy now? Because when they were blank, right, they did well. Right. Right. So when they were in elementary school, they were in middle school, they were in high school, whatever it was, they did well up until. Right. And I actually think that's an interesting conversation to have when you have a kid who's sort of struggling all along the way. Yeah. Parents have much more compassion and understanding. And well, this has sort of been their journey and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then when you have a kid who was doing well up until a certain point, and then challenges or expectations went beyond their sort of natural aptitude and gifts to compensate. Mm -hmm. That's when parents are very confused. And honestly, teachers too. How would they know? They have nothing to compare. Of course. So it's not a slight at all. It's just saying that that is a different story than the child or learner who has struggled all along. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm having these conversations often. Yeah. So that's why I thought, okay, this is something we really need to discuss a little bit more. Because like you said, most learners you take into account, they did well because they were able to up until a certain point. That doesn't mean that they don't want to do well anymore. And that's the key takeaway, right? Just because something has changed, it doesn't mean that they don't want it anymore. But really, why is it happening? 
And like you said, demands have gone up. So the big one is executive functioning demands. And that makes it incredibly hard for a lot of students. The other thing is they start to understand less of what's being asked of them. That's such a good point. Because things like, I just did this the other day. When you take a prompt that's confusing Mm -hmm. for writing and it doesn't have a question. That's a full page with no questions, just a lot of information that they have to sift through. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. And they don't know what's being asked of them. So they don't even know what questions to ask. That's hard. That's really hard. And then the big thing about when you get into middle school, which is very different from elementary school, is grades are based on can you produce what the teacher wants, when the teacher wants it, and how they want it. And that's very different from having one teacher in elementary school that's watching you evolve and practice and do things over the course of the year and learning versus a middle school, high school teacher that sees you for one period a day and not necessarily every day. And the only way for them to measure what you've learned is for you to produce what they want, how they want it, when they want it. And that is hard. The teachers themselves in the middle school and high school are sometimes not thinking about the other demands that are placed on a student. So everybody knows that high school seniors are applying to college that first semester, right? Yeah, fair. So I do think that there's compassion around that and adjustments and accommodations made. But what I'm talking about is like the nitty gritty of we have a test in this class. We also have a test in this class and we also have a paper due all in the same day. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying teachers should be expected to communicate about all that stuff. Yeah. But you have to be teaching your learners to let teachers know when those types of things are happening, because those are often negotiable for teachers. I obviously was a very assertive student. Not shocking. And there were many, many times because teachers get sort of on a cycle of like, okay, new information, new information, assessment or paper. Mm -hmm. My high school, we wrote a lot, middle school and high school. And it would often sort of cycle up and sync with each other. And you'd have to let them know, hey, we have a math test that day. Can we do it this day? Yeah. And oftentimes it's fine for the teachers, but you have to sort of know how to work through those skills, which is where educational therapy comes in. But mm-hmm. a lot of the grading is not necessarily based on content, ability, or learning, or demonstration of what you know. It's based off of, can you find the paper? Did you turn it in online and also print out a physical copy? Because some teachers want that. It's all those sort of underlying skills that you can potentially get marked down for when you're not meeting those expectations. Yeah, I mean, let's take an example of math teachers that want you to circle the answer. I hate that, by the way. 100%. Because I think we should just be teaching students to be clear enough on the page where the answer is obvious. Right, but they will mark down full points or fail them for not doing it. Or not even bother looking at it, right? Exactly. And that is incredibly frustrating because that one little part of did you do what they wanted when they wanted how they wanted it, you weren't able to complete. And so that makes the whole thing a failure. So that's why we want to talk about what you can do about it. And like Rachel said at the top of the episode, you really need to get curious. Why and what was hard about what they're being asked to do that was easy before? Hmm. What was it? What was easy? Why was it easy? What's changed? This is also working on your mindset as a parent that if they could, they would. If it were easy enough for them to be able to do it, they would do it. So instead of 
looking at it through the lens of why isn't my kid trying anymore? Why isn't this happening? Why are they all of a sudden failing? Switch how you're thinking about it. Why is it hard all of a sudden? What has changed? And then get help and get help having these constructive conversations with your learners that aren't combative, yes. but come from a place of solutions, support, compassion, understanding. And sometimes it can be really hard when you're the parent and you have expectations, mm-hmm. but the goal is to get agreement about what's going to happen, not keep asserting expectations. Something that I'm learning a lot about right now, Steph, is the idea of expectations versus agreements. And so we can absolutely do another episode on that in the future. I did it with my team Hmm. for our team meeting. But this is the goal is you want to get agreement about what's going to happen next and not just impose an expectation. Fair enough. All right. No child is lazy. Mm -hmm. When they can, they will. And when they're not, it doesn't mean they won't. It means it's time to get curious. Exactly. Have a great week, Smarties. Have a great week.